Paranormal Fridays. Join Angel and Mike. Let us twist your ear for a moment and share some quality time together talking about the passionate topics within the paranormal spectrum. A loose, fun approach to learn and relate to all our childlike wonderments of the beautiful mysteries of the paranormal. And now, I welcome you all to this Paranormal Friday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Paranormal Fridays. This is your co-host, Mike Walker. Yeah, Friday. You know what, Mike? This is Angel, by the way. I just started talking. I just jumped in and started talking. I know that we have lots of Paranormal Friday stuff to talk about today, but you know it's Friday the 13th, right? Oh, that's right. Yep. I almost let that one slip. I almost let it slide, too. But, uh, you know, so for those of you who have had a Friday the 13th, rest assured, we're going to make it all better now because you've come, you have arrived at Paranormal Friday. Everybody's safe. We're safe now, safe and sound. You are safe, like they say in baseball. So do you think they like Paranormal Friday today, Mike? Oh, man, why wouldn't they? You thought they didn't? (laughs) I don't know. We thought it was going to be a surprise. Were they surprised? Yeah. <laughs> so it was so cool having all the cool stuff. And I hope you guys appreciated it. That's what's going to look like on Fridays now. And no better time than to do that than on Friday 13th. Wow. We we did a cool thing. Didn't even know we were being cool. No. I, <laughs> we I, weren't I, even trying. <laughs> I, I like Friday 13th. That's lucky number 13 for me. A one and a three doesn't get more powerful than that. And a four if you add the one and three together. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> okay, so today we've got a fun subject. We talked a little bit about it um, earlier in the evening, but we're going to dig in and talk about it different. Um, if you tuned into our paranormal stories, you, you got this is what it is, and this is what happened. What we're going to talk about now, all the other stuff, right? Yeah. We're going to have a fun conversation now. And what are we talking about, Mike? We're going to be talking about Betty and Barney Hill. Yes. Like the, like, what do they call it in a pandemic? The patient zero of UFO experiencers, right? Of abductions. Yeah. The this abductions. was the first widely uh, known abduction case back in 61. 1961. Oh, my God. That's all. That's like, that's like 80 years ago. that's a long time ago and uh, i probably didn't do the math right because i'm like so excited maybe it was seven years ago um (laughs) (laughs) but what what sits it out for me um i'm just gonna throw it out there because it's interesting because we're a multi uh racial uh host uh team and barney betty hill are a multi a multi-racial couple At a time when it wasn't cool, people used to get killed for dating, you know, outside their race back in 1961, if they were in the wrong town. Mm -hmm. And what's one of the things that stands out for me in this story is the courage this couple had. You mean people come out today and they're like, I got abducted. I went to dinner with an alien. They, They just talk about it. And it's out there but 1961 man yeah 1961 before we even knew what it was yeah that that took some guts you know like you said the time that they were living in that was that was a that was a no-no in a lot of people's eyes was you know mixing mixing the races there 
Um, I think it, you know, they both had, you know, a lot to do with civil rights and they were well respected within their community. So I think that that, you know, pretty much saved them from from what a lot of uh, other couples, you know, if they were to try to pull something off like that, well, not pull something off, but be as uh, yeah, brave, I hear you. you know, yeah. I hear you. And I remember being a little girl um, way back in the day when In Search Of and stuff used to come on TV. Um, there was a made for television movie. And if I'm not mistaken, Yafet Koto uh, played Barney Hill. Um, and the thing that stood out for me was the hypnosis session that they had to remember what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know a lot about this incident. Um, I did a lot of research to prepare for this show and that was a big deal. You know, that was a big deal to, to go and, you know, you know, I'd like you to talk about this whole concept of missing time. I, I know that you've experienced this and, you know, I wake up sometimes like you have a fever or whatever. You're like, oh, what happened yesterday? That's a whole different feeling than having 20 minutes, 30 minutes, hour, 15 minutes, just that, like just missing. Yeah. And that's what they experienced, right? Yeah. You know, I've I've never been regressively hypnotized. That's something that I, you know, I've been tossing around in my in my mind. You know, if you talk to others about it, they, they may talk you out of doing it. You know, the first thing they, they want to tell you is, are you sure you're ready to to find out, you know, about this missing time? You know, because there's probably a, a healthy reason uh, why there's a big portion of it, a big portion of it missing. And it, it may be for our own very well-being. I, I don't know, but in the long run, I think I am eventually uh, going to get regressed so I can fill in the, the, the time that's missing there, you know. Um, they, it looks like they took care of that pretty much right away. They you did. Know, all they eyes did. were on them. They did. And they came out publicly. And I always have this thing I say when when it comes to historical events and the the the, the power of the of the individual, like things happen to people who are special so that they can be like the face of the thing. They're the person that calls attention to something. And I believe that Barney and Betty Hill, that's what it was for them. They were special. It was a special moment in time um, when attention was put on this thing and they were the chosen ones. That's why they could do it though. Barney um, and Betty, they, they, um, did not live long together because I believe he died of cancer, I think in 1964 or 69 or something like that. And she just died uh, like 2004, 2005 or something. And she continued the, the, the journey yeah. this whole time. Um, now, the whole process of, of regression and hypnosis I, I love what you said. And I wanted to talk about that for a minute. So it's like, sometimes people, you'll tell friends, hey, I had this experience. Um, I'm thinking about getting, uh, going through hypnosis to remember it. And uh, you're saying friends like, oh no, man, you may not want to do that. Is it is it the concern that, do you really want to know what happened? Or is it a concern that they don't want you to know what happened? Not I'm not sure, you know, I, I just, 
you know, have kind of flirted with the idea that in comparison to what we do with animals, you know, if we could erase their memory um, while we do our work with different animals, while we're testing them, you know, we're laying them on a table, which, which is described by, you know, thousands of experiencers, the same very thing, a cold metal table, uh, the feel of a hospital with doctors around them. You know, it's, uh, we do that with animals, maybe that uh, it goes on, you know, as above, so below, uh, it goes on up there too, at a higher level, you know. Um, maybe it's it's just, you know, for us not to remember the scary moments, the moments of not understanding exactly why we're laying on this table, what they're doing to us, um, to hear the explanation from them as they're doing it, maybe mentally that, you know, we're not going to hurt you, we're not going to harm you, just relax. You may believe it, you may not, but I feel that there's work that they're doing to us. I believe it's an upgrade of our DNA. It, it has something to do with the scientific structure of, of, of our brains, you know, things that we just are barely starting to, to fathom, you know, it's, it's such a cerebral thing. It really is, you know, and that's why it takes so many years, especially for me to just come out with it already and just, you know, be honest with yourself and, 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 and you know, I had to share that with my wife, like, look, I was abducted. That was too much for her to believe. It broke my heart. We're a little better now after some recent um, events. But, you know, I don't know if it's they don't want us to know because they care. They don't want us to know because it's a secret or it's just for our own good. But eventually there's this this giant gap that, you know, from the point of where I, I witnessed the, the vortex in the clouds to the point where I'm a half a block away standing underneath the UFO. Um, yeah, it gave me a little multicolored light show and it took off like the speed of light. And, and, and of course, all these things followed, but there's still that gap right there. And, you know, I still need help. You know, and, I and need help. And the thing is, you know, you know, you're, you're delivering this message with, with a great deal of passion. And, you know, the transparency is really cool for the listeners. Now, go back in time to 1961. Who was there to talk to? Oh, man. You know, today we are so lucky because we can go, we can go to, I call him Dr. Google. You know, we could go to Dr. Google and find anything we want. What do you want? You want to talk to people that bought UFOs? You want to, what do you want? Back then, we nobody wanted to hear about that. What 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 amazed me is how they were able to find people to share the story with that made it public. It broke fast. Yeah. So I think that's what helped was it broke so fast that it caught the attention of the elite, you know, of the elite, you know, it, so they got, well, you know, you would assume that they got the best, the best work done. You know what I mean? They, they got the very best because there were so many eyes on this case. So they, they got the best hypnosis at the time that they could, you know, some that, that, that wasn't biased because you can't just go to the doctors and be like, hey, can I get regressed? You know, um, you know, it has to be somebody that's within the experiencer level, someone that either has experienced it for themselves 
or they have put the work in and, and that's what they specialize in. You know, that's the first step is finding the right kind of, of, of uh, hypnosis. It has to be somebody within the experiencer world. Well, um, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that, that that's a really good point. And I think what it comes down to is, that, you know, going to someone who has empathy for your process. Um, you know, the world is f- full of skeptics. And when you believe in a thing, um, there are people who don't believe in that thing with you. And um, our history is full of the people who provide confirmation are the skeptics, right? From Joan of Arc to, to all of it, there's always the skeptic that's here. I can I can prove that this guy's telling a lie. And that's like the history of when something somebody wants to testify to something. Um, and so I, I I agree with you. It's like you have to find someone that can take you through a safe process because the other part that sits for me as a healer is like, it's like any other trauma. They use hypnosis, for example, to dig down and dive in and find when people had childhood trauma or molestation or, or things of that nature. Right. It could be just as traumatic, traumatic for someone as any of that stuff if it's not managed by someone who has the skill set. Absolutely. To manage it, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm like, oh, that was an alien. Okay, I get it. Okay, thanks for coming. Bye. And then send you off into the street. <laughs> and now you got to figure it out on your own. The, the, yeah. the support groups are right. You know, what I read when I was doing my research for this is that um, Barney Betty Hill started talking about it in groups at church. That was their go-to group. That was where they taught um, was they went to church and with little groups and stuff in the church. And, um, you know, and there's a little part of me that's like, I wonder how that conversation went. Right. Right. (laughs) You're in a church. Yeah. What is the contra? It's it's yeah. There's a contradiction there. There's an art, you know, I whenever I start bringing the subject up of aliens or UFOs in my experience to somebody that's really religious, you know, Sometimes I feel like they think that I'm trying to say that I worship aliens or something. You know what I mean? That's like, interesting. And, you know, you, you could turn around and have an argument and say, well, God created all living beings, you know? Yes, he did. So. Yes, he did. And um, that's interesting. I, I, I'm making a, a note of that. Um, you know, wh- one of the things that the institutions are are guilty of is this judgment that hangs like everything that they receive from us is received through the filter of judgment a lot which is why people are are upset or leaving the church or having you know they have feelings is because there shouldn't be judgment because that's not what the that's that's not what the doctrines of christ and and, and buddha and all that stuff it doesn't speak about judgment it speaks about forgiveness and love yes right and so it's not for you to agree with me it's for you to give me a place to talk about what i'm going through right number one they need to give you that place and number two they need to give you that quality time of actually listening you know there's a big practice out there that we all could work on and and that's and that's listening that's you really need to listen to this person's story so you can have that true empathy towards towards them you know and uh you know, I've always said, hey, I'll take a lie detector test. You know, maybe that'll get rid of the well, uh, the skeptics that, that are like, you know, 
all I about have feelings. That. I have feelings about lie detector tests. Okay. Um, I was, you know, did my time in the military and such. And if you really believe that your story is real, a lie detector just is not going to tell me one thing or another. Because if you believe it, it's real, right? So the question to me is not, did it really happen? Because from my perspective, and this is the perspective that we as, as loving, caring beings should have. You know, I, I hear all kinds of stuff. I hear stuff about the pandemic. I hear stuff about vaccines. I hear stuff about um, prepping. My husband's a prepper. You know, I hear lots of stuff. Some of it hits me. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's how you feel. That's cool. I don't know enough about it to say that. But er if you're going to receive things through through drama where you have to prove to me that what you're saying is 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 truth, that goes against the nature of how we're supposed to receive each other. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just thinking that that would take care of a lot of the, you know, okay, let me see the lie detector. Okay, you know, people that are all in on logic, you know, science and are all in on the whole lie detector. Like, I would just take care of that right away, like, just so I can gain maybe a little bit more attention to, to what I'm trying to speak of, you know. Um, I've, I've really never heard too much of experiencers taking lie detector tests except for the whole uh, Travis Walton case. Uh, you know, they, they all went out into the woods chopping lumber and, and Travis Walton ended up being abducted and he was missing for like, I think it was like almost a week and his poor friends were left behind. Everyone was thinking, you know, that they had something to do with his disappearance. And they had to take lie detector tests. And then, of course, like you said, there's there's people that come out and, you know, it's so lie detector tests has its own hang ups. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it does. I at yeah. least it would take care of, you know, I but think I, it's a I, checklist. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's different now than it was then. And I, you know, you're talking about fire in the sky story, right? Right. Yeah. That's one of my favorites um, because of the amount of time that he was, yeah. you know, and, and um, I think that was the one where the probing started. The whole joke about probing came from, <laughs> from that story, but, but it, it's, it's a, it's a powerful image because we, we look at the story, we go to the movies, we, we, we see the shows on it. But there's this guy running around that has like five days of lost time that he, how um, hard is that to fathom? Yeah. Because, you know, I was a youth. I had my time. You know, I, I had a good time. And you wake up the next day. You don't remember. But you know you were doing something. You know what you were doing. Yeah. When If you, like, wake up, like some of the urban myths, you're, like, on a bus bench and somebody's taking your kidney you've been you know missing time that's how that's powerless you feel powerless you feel like you're completely out of control of your own being yeah. something just picked you up did whatever the heck it was going to do and now all you want is the truth and that's what i hear when i talk to you and i talk to others that have had this experience i just want to know and hypnosis came up as a way to find out there have been some people who have um, not had the greatest reputations as, de as delivering the process, but there are some pretty out of sight, um, fabulous practitioners out there that do really great work with people in this conversation. So, you know, I would say if it's something that you can do, you should do it. I just um, 
ask that you take steps to um, take care of yourself because you don't know what you're going to open. Hypnosis right. is, is, is real stuff. And, you know, that's my only, only thing I, I would be concerned about is what, what support systems do they provide? Do you have a group that you can talk to? Do you have somebody, you know what I mean? That, that yeah. would be the only thing that I would be concerned about. Yeah. But lie detector tests, um, I, I, I don't believe we're going to use them as, as much in, in the coming years because the things that are coming up about them and people can manipulate them because they're, they're mass, they master their own physiology. And then if you believe a thing is true for, for whatever thing you got going on in your head, even if it's not true, you're going to pass the light. It's, yeah. It's going to come out green for you on that yeah. test, isn't it? So, you know, I, I believe that if I look back at the Hill story, it's like for them, they didn't give a flip whether anybody believed them or not. Yeah. They, doesn't look like they they could have that's the, the, way, courage. the way it went down yeah that's the courage 1961 you know to hear you talk about today maybe i need to do this to make sure that's the that that's a that's the space that they were in at a time where that had to be hard yeah. it had to be hard and they did it they went on television they were interviewed i saw an interview with her one time when she was on some some show she was older and i i remember the impact of that, like, wow, the, the public scrutiny meant nothing. Meant nothing. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, would, they claimed to be missing from, was it September 19th through the 20th? It's a whole day. Uh, back in, in 61. Um, what really got me when I was looking into it, Angel, was, okay, yeah, they, they saw some lights, you know, it kind of followed them for a while. They, 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 they got out some binoculars. They took a look. Um, you know, at first Betty, you know, thought it was a shooting star until she seen it, you know, move from a downward position to up. And she was like, okay, well, that's not a shooting star. And then, and the, and then, you know, he got Barney thinking it's a commercial airliner and until it does something dramatic. And then he's like, okay, that's not a commercial airliner. But what gets me is the sounds, the sounds are what they remember bef before they were taken, before they had this missing time, there was sounds of clicking or buzzing and, um, and a tingly sensation. You know, uh, I think they call it the Oz, the Oz effect. You know, everything was spooky at a distance. It was, it was just altering it was mind altering and uh then again at the very end when you know they re they recall hearing the same clicking and buzzing right before they were put back to their full conscious selves so to me that that just hits home because i mean not my personal experience but the experience that i had with with my cousin that lives in orlando and the videos that he was taking of this UFO that he had seen day in and day out, day in and day not day and night, like was it like seven or eight days in a row? He, uh, he kept filming this this uh, this this UFO up in the sky. I mean, I wasn't there. It wasn't my personal experience, but I was in engulfed in I was engulfed in in his his experience because. He was videotaping live. We were going live with each other. You know, I said, get out of the house, get closer to it, get closer to it. And then he starts getting these videos 
that have this weird sound. And I actually have the sound ready if we were to attempt to play it for our, our viewers. I would have to add it. I'll, I'll, I can add it. Um, it wouldn't come out right to play it over the. We'll have to work on. on but man, the, thing is, of... the thing is, um, you, you, you pointed out some stuff that I want to tap back into because my memory, and uh, it was before, before my time, um, you know, what I, what I saw, like you, I saw through programs and stuff because I, I was not around in 1961, but, but the lot of things that, that they reported out are the, the, it's like the first time. And, you know, people can correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be very well be wrong. They describe memories of being on the table. They describe memories of like, almost like a surgical scenario. They're the first ones to really talk about the grays and all that stuff. And then like you're, what you're pointing out, the sounds. Right. Now, what we find is in these experiences, that's what people are seeing. That's what people are experiencing, but they were the first time yeah. that we actually had a public um, kind of visual of and, and audio of what it, what it was, what it looked like, right? Right. But I think there's many more experiencers out there that didn't make the limelight of a, of a movie or, or, or anything like that. I believe it's been going on since the beginning of time. It's just a matter of, you know, the social media or television or radio being around at the time or not. Um, in 61, yeah, that was a long time ago, but it was also you know, Hollywood days, I mean, lights, camera, action, that was a, that was a strong social, you know, there was a lot of, uh, of, 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 of TV and, and radio going on at that television, time. Television was hot. It was and just taken off. Yep. So there's a lot of experiences that just go unnoticed, of course, you know, we're not all going to be able to get our experiences out there into the limelight, into movies and things like that. Not a lot of people, you know, want that either um but yeah they did it they did it and that was a long time ago but like i said i i think it's been happening since the beginning of time and i wish i could hear those conversations and the commonalities that that they would have with betty and barney hill as well as ours now you know yeah and the the um the interesting thing about the whole case is you know i talk about how they had the courage they just talked about it and then um the articles that i was reading um i saw that there was a an air force captain i think it was a that just happened to be at one of the meetings that they were talking and then that brought up this whole concept of well maybe you guys should do hypnosis so it's like everything just was like fell together makes one wonder if it was purposefully done so that we would see it when we saw it I think everything is purposely done. Everything. Nothing's an accident, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff here. And, you know, like you said, this is the first time we heard of Greys. Yeah. Um, Betty was shown a map, a star map, right? And this star map, she asked if she could bring it, uh, bring it home with her. And, you know, of they didn't allow her to do that, but she was able to sketch this star map from memory, and it looks a lot like the Zeta Reticula system. 
And that's where those little boogers that they talk about, right? Those little grays, those little, those little zetas, you know, that's where, so, that's where they're supposed to be from. Yeah. But, you know, also Barney said that, you know, uh, uh, the being that uh, he became uh, familiar with had a, f and you hear this a lot too, uh, had a feminine, a feminine aspect about her. So he would consider her a female. Not that, you know, she had these breasts or anything, you know, that was just physical screaming female. It was just a being that, that gave him a sense that she was female. And the, she looked a lot like the Sumerian god Ashtar. I didn't realize that until I was doing a little uh, looky-poo here. Well, I, I've heard before from other from other situations that there was a um, it's like an um, an asexual feminine a grace. This is a whole a whole interesting process where people are like this. The, the has to be female, and I'm wondering if they are asexual. If yeah, that's what it is. Or if they're just perfectly balanced, if they are an advanced species, then there there we have the whole feminine masculinity balance Merkaba activated spinning. Boom. They took care of that. Maybe that's just a no brainer. You know what I mean? To them. And, you know, feminine feelings. I mean, Mother Nature, um, let's let's don't, you know sell the feminine thing any shorter than 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 the males here uh mother nature is very powerful and 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 to be compassionate and you know i'm a man but i respect you know females to have babies to go through the things that they go through later on in life i mean i wouldn't i would not sign up for that that's a lot and you know behind every strong man is a stronger woman so that doesn't surprise me that a lot of these experiencers, you know, maybe they have this feminine, you know, it's it's just to make us feel better, uh, to help us relax. Maybe they have a designated, you know, some uh, emotional being there, or maybe that's how they are as a whole. Who knows? Hey, and, and who knows? And, you know, we don't even know why they're here because we hear all kinds of different things, you know. Yeah. Are they here to help us? Are they here as wards to the earth and to mankind or are they here testing us for food you know right, the, the whole so hybrid why are they, program why are they here? yeah and that's the part that sits for me is like why do they keep snatching us and 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 then dropping us back in and the point that you made earlier is like that's what we do um to the, to the beings that the other creatures that live on our planet with us right we keep tabs on them for a really yeah. long time you know it's just, it's a, it, you know, anything important is going to take some time. And I think this is, we're part of a very important program that we're only now just starting to, to, to realize, you know, and, and I'm sure there's bad intentions, good intentions, just like there is, you know, in the realm that we live in and we share with everybody right now. But you would have to think the higher advanced you are, the less of the, of the drama and the less of the, the bad stuff you would see. But not necessarily. There's still going to be learning, you know, as high as, you know, as high as we, you know, we, if someone comes down from space, I mean, we, we automatically think, wow, you know, they've, they've got it figured out. Well, not necessarily, you know, maybe the technology is there. 
uh, but the spirituality is not quite there yet. Well, we don't know that. So that that that, that we have no idea where other species may or may not be in their right. journey. We're like limping around in our spiritual journey on our planet, you know, yeah. right now, you know, so right. that's very true that this, because they, they have, you know, powerful space engines and they can warp through time. Does it make them spiritually evolved? Right. And, you know, that's our fantasy. You know, we, we write Star Trek and all this really cool stuff. We expect, you know, you look at the Federation and it's like everybody's world peace. They, they, um, you know, destroyed world hunger. They don't need money because we share everything. And now we're out exploring space and we have the prime director. We're peaceful and we're perfect people. And that's not the case no. with, with even us today. That's not the case with everyone. And so, so for me, how scary is it? Um, I watch the shows. I love watching the paranormal shows. I love it. And sometimes I'm sitting in my house in the dark watching some show and I'm like, oh, it's dark in here. I probably should watch something else. Um, but there are people out there that go hunting for this stuff. Yeah. And it scares me because I'm like, what if it shows up, dude? What are you going to do? They'll go out in the middle of nowhere with all their stuff. And they're like calling out for the, for the, for the UFO the, the, to come. And um, I saw uh, a guy that was communicating with them. They were moving around and stuff like that. Like, oh my God, that's, what do you do if they show up? Because are they going to show up different because you called them? Or is it going to be the same thing where they take it to the ship and you don't remember nothing. I got two days missing time and you invited them to the show. They'd have definitely need to break bread with you first. You know, it's, it's something that they would have to start with, uh, start with you at a very young age. And that's typically what they do is they, they start off at, you know, um, I, I thought my first experience was 12 and then much later in life, I realized, okay, well, it looks like it may have started a couple years before that, you know, and then, you know, who knows what I'm going to learn, you know, next week, next month, this year, you know. Wow. So, you know, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading my notes here and I was looking at this thing with this um, because I'm really fascinated by the hypnosis aspect. And the, th the thing that um, this captains, this air force captain said to them, cause he's, he was speaking at the church, right? He was speaking at the church and he had, he, he dabbled in hypnosis. Okay. So they, went to the thing and, and they're like, this is really cool. This is what happened to us. And we're interested in hypnosis. And he said to them, I think you should pursue it, but I'm not going to do it. And whatever you do, do not engage with an amateur like me, go to somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And I thought that was really super cool because what would have happened with the story if he'd have done it, he was an amateur. That's what I didn't say that he said that. Yeah. And so that goes kind of back to what I said. If if you are feeling that something has happened, I believe you should try to do something about it because you're going to live your life with this, did it happen? Maybe it happened. And that can be as distracting as any other trauma. Oh, yeah. And I lived that life the last 30, 35 years of my life. I lived in wonder with the roller coaster, roller coaster emotions of... Maybe I wasn't special enough and they didn't really, you know, maybe they, they zapped me in and said, oh, we don't want this kid because he's he's dirty. He's got bad personal hygiene. You know, you know, I, I, I had a rough childhood growing up. I didn't have a father figure. You know, I hate to pull out the violin, but there was a lot of self thoughts like, 
you know, maybe I wasn't good enough to actually be abducted. And it's like, what are you talking about? You know, there's people that are like, I, I don't want to be abducted. That's got to be the most scariest thing in the world. But, but, but it's a privilege. It's, it's an, it's, it's something that's eye opening. It's something that awakened the heck out of me. And it's something that I think about every single day, just to know that, that this happened, you know, uh, I'm just getting, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little off, but when things get stressful in my life, I tend to reflect on, on that moment. And it reminds me that there's more to life than whatever I'm worried about yeah. right now. And it's not just UFOs and aliens, just the simple fact that that possibility that that happened just opens up a whole gigantic can of worms. You know, people be like, oh, what kind of I wish what kind of drugs were you on? You know, I go, well, I wasn't yeah. on drugs at 12 years old. Well, you know, I think, too, the, the other thing I would say that I, I feel like that's an important reason why people need to connect with a group or with an organization or with people who are also either um, interested in this stuff or that have had the experience so that you can talk to people that are going to receive with empathy and with support versus the other stuff. Um, and, and that to be said, you know, as a, as a person that, that has experienced, you know, engaged with, with spirits since I was little, there are some people I can have that conversation with and it's cool, but there's some people like, what kind of wackadoodle stuff you got going on with you? What are you talking about? And nobody wants to hear that. That's what somebody told me once. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm like, oh, oh, it's like, I can't talk. So finding people that I could talk to about it was very powerful and there are more people to talk to now than there used to be heck yeah especially with the virtual world that the pandemic has brought us now you can go on the web and consult dr google and find out where there's other groups where there's little zoom meetings you can do all kinds of stuff and that that's important because part of the healing because not everybody has a fond memory of this some people um their memories are distinctively unpleasant Yes. And their stories are different. And, you know, I, I pay attention when I listen to people talk when like some people are like, like you have uh, an empowering story. You talk about, you know, the experience and you talk about how you feel about it. And then I'll talk to somebody else and they're like, somebody needs to stop them. They're trying to kill us. And then they have this deep um, soul wrenching fear. Yeah. Yeah. And um and that goes back to what I said, it, it can be traumatizing. You can't just wake somebody up and then send them off. You got to support them through that. And how do you support them? You know, what kind of support have you seeked out for yourself? How, how would you suggest somebody else who's experiencing this? You have to find that that safe group to, to talk about it. If, if you're not fortunate enough to, to be married or have somebody in your family that has that you can talk to, you know, for, to me, I mean, my wife, that would, that would help out tremendously. You know, um, she knew me for, for, for 30 plus years. She always known that I was a UFO experiencer, but the moment I bring up the word abduction, I could see it in her eyes and it broke my heart. But we have had an experience together since then. She's not going to go out and join my UFO group, but at least we can have a conversation. And that is, so much better 
But yeah, these groups are huge. That was one of my biggest awakenings was look, listen to these commonalities that I'm having. You know, there's the whole, I don't want to talk about it. There's the whole, you know, whoever experienced it, whoever's there, they might, they, you might have three or four different versions of, of, of what went on, you know? And like my case with, with, with my friend Chano, who was standing right next to me the whole time, which you would think, oh, that's a slam dunk. You had somebody with you? Well, there you go. There's your, you know, there's your solidity right there. Not necessarily. He wasn't interested in that UFO experience. I had to choke him around to tell people that, Chano, can you at least tell these kids yes or no you know yeah still wasn't convincing i had to let it go i had to let chano go maybe one day i'll meet up with chano again maybe he'll have a different perspective on it maybe that experience wasn't about me maybe it was about him maybe it was vice versa i i don't know but i just assumed he went through everything i did and you know what it doesn't sound like he did yeah. And that, you know, it's, it, you were saying that and I was the first thing that came to me as a woman is like, it sounds like one of those typical relationships where guy and the gal in a relationship and she's deep in love. And he's like, I didn't know that that's what we were doing. It's like their perspective of the relationship are completely different, right? <laughs> it, it felt like a weird relationship. And that's what I kind of chalk it up to is that whole night, you know, the day after, you know, you, you go out on a, on a hot day and you guys go all the way the first night. Now there's nothing left to be desired. There's nothing mysterious. <laughs> and and you know he just the next demystified day, he just demystified it from a man's perspective for me all this time he I, just demystified I'm it thinking me. a lot you. of it is locked in our <laughs> subconscious I think that we just experienced way too much on a subconscious level now that we're on this back to earth thing we have nothing left to feel but odd about it you know what I mean like I know something happened obviously something happened there was a saucer in the sky. It did a light show. It it hovered ahead of us a little bit, and it took off like the speed of light. I don't know if Chano's seen the vortex in the clouds. I don't even recall having a conversation with Chano about the vortex in the clouds, which which had everything to do with it. It was the most confusing part of my experience was that that vortex in the clouds. That's well, That's where they got me. Mike, it reminds me of that scene. In Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where um, Richard Dreyfus and I uh, can't remember the, the the actress's name, whose child was was taken, and they yeah. hooked up and they were out there doing their thing, and they finally got to the installation and the ship landed, and they were both driven to get there. And then Richard Dreyfus says, "I want to get close." She says, "Yeah, I don't need to do that." I. <laughs> that right remember that yeah and for her she was not about chasing them down because she needed to know all she wanted was her son back yeah and for richard dreyfus he wanted the whole thing that's why he left with them right so it was about whatever it was that they that they both had their perceptions of what this thing is i love pointing at that scene I use that scene even in like my relationship workshops because sometimes we're not on the same page. We think we are. I mean, you're standing next to the guy. He's experiencing the UFO thing. You guys are at the UFO. You're in the UFO. You guys get <laughs> all the UFO stuff together. And then at the end, he's like, no, I was at the Sizzler. I don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, 
but you were there because right. he just he liked the girl and in and, and close encounters he wasn't there for the experience he was there to get his kid back he whatever it was he was there for wasn't the same thing you were there for and you're still living it he probably pretends that never happened or if you haven't seen him a long time he could very well be big you might see him at alien con you like, oh <laughs> you know you don't know <laughs> but we all get something different from you know from the experience to whom the experiencer for sure I, well i was in the military i saw all kinds of crazy stuff i never experienced getting snatched but boy did i see crazy stuff in the sky and we used to always joke about it um and i had that one friend there was a group of six of us and we would always joke about it we drink our tequila and joke about it and have my the one guy in the group's like i don't know man I, I I imagine that he really got into it where the rest of us are like, yeah, I don't want, I, I, I don't need to do that because <laughs> it was the concept of it out in the middle of nowhere while we're doing patrols was scary for some of us because what if they are watching us? Oh my God, what if they land? That's the space that we were in. And he was in the space like, yeah, what if they do land, man? Let's, how about that landing thing? And it's the same scenario. We're all in the same space. We're all looking at the same thing. But the experience is different for each of us, right? Yeah. It's a lot of it's in the head, man. It, it really is. And I think they understand that. And I think they dictate and, and control a lot of these aspects. Anything, anything close to their etheric ships, which I believe may partially be alive on their own, just to function and, and things like that. It's... It, it's it's anything that can manipulate time and space. Any 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 beings that have already you know figured out uh, how to manipulate time and space, you can believe that anything close to these vehicles will can and will be affected any way they yeah, want. I think about that too. I, I you know I I, I um, when when the ship is close, you know what's coming off of it? Is it radioactive? What, what's happening and are we affected by it? Um, and then my other um, mm -hmm. favorite thing to point at, because it's so fascinating to me, is they tag us just like we tag animals. And so people right. have, you know, devices they find, markings, you know, th there's all kinds of stuff that people point to that really indicates that they're tracking us, they're watching us, they're checking in with us. You know, I looked at you in 1983. It's now 2023. How you doing? You know, it's so interesting if that's truly what they're doing and then why. I hear a lot about how they're um, manipulating our DNA. Uh, I interviewed a, a gentleman the other day where he spoke about that they're here to help. They've been asked to help us um, survive this turmoil that we're in. So they're seeding the earth and clearing the atmosphere and then protecting us until the the um the masters or whoever want us to be we're ready to handle it because apparently we're not ready to handle it yet we can't handle the truth right now <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where we're at the ship uh like you were you were asking you know if you wondered if the ship you know getting too close to it and yeah, there, there's a lot of cases of radioactive, you know, ra radioactivity and things like that uh, if you get too close to them. And, and like, for example, Travis Walton, I mean, he was the only bunch, he was the only one out of the bunch that actually got out of the truck and, and walked over there. They're like, what are you doing, Travis? 
Well, he got too close, and he actually got hurt and injured from that that ship. So yeah, I think I mean yeah, those things are dangerous. Um, they're you know, and I think that they can have accidents too. Like you know, they they weren't expecting you know Travis to be so close, and and you know what? I I bet you they weren't expecting to to hospitalize the poor guy for a week, and they're like, look what we did to this poor guy. They really hurt him. I mean, yeah, it, he probably would have died, you know, um, if it wasn't for for their empathy and, and and getting them back. But you watch the movie and you're like, you know, it's it's full of fear. Of, it, it has to be entertaining, of course. And if you talk to Travis himself, which I haven't, from from what I heard, you know, there's a lot of parts of that movie that he was, you know, disappointed in in the way it came out, you know. But he understands the same thing as it's Hollywood. It has to be entertaining. And, you know, I really don't think he actually got much out of that movie except for a lot of, uh, a lot of drama, really. I mean, he's seen as a hero in, in ufology and in, in the experiencer world, but there's people that are working 24 seven to discredit him. They really are. There's people that it's like, wow, that's all you do. Let's talk it, about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, the the biggest conspiracy or the one of the biggest thoughts out there in terms of the the blocks the people trying to discredit our government people like our government is trying to convince us that this stuff didn't happen or to point to something else even when they released all the proof that UFOs existed they didn't like release it like hey guys we know that this is real because they released it and said, you know, just because it's a UFO doesn't mean it's a flying saucer. It's just something we couldn't identify. They yeah. just kind of dropped it off and somebody didn't even say anything and left us looking at footage going, wait a minute, what is that? Oh, it's a UFO. But wait a minute. I know you guys looked at this. So what do you feel about that? You know, the, the government and their mass manipulation or trying to distract us or trying to misinform us or... You know, you, you would think that they definitely have the advantage, you know, if you if you wanted to look into the phenomenon and study it and, and, and try to grasp uh, some kind of understanding, you would think that they had definitely, you know, a head start on that. Right. They've got the they got the sufficient funds. They got the money. They got the power. Right. They're going to, you know, they, they want to find out this stuff. But to me, you know, you might just find out more information, just remaining sea level. Um, I believe that these these uh, a lot of these beings understand that uh, whatever leadership we have in this country is not 100 percent in our own best interest. It, it, obviously, now we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, greed and money and, 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 and things like that, um, you know, consumer based thoughts of, of consume, consume, consume. Um, and, and here we are, you know, as an experiencer, you know. Uh, and, and, and we have different thoughts. We have thoughts of, you know, let's operate from love. Let's let's have more of a sustainable energy. Uh, you know, let's let's use things that are naturally here. You know, the government's the ones that still, you know, digging into the ground, getting oil out. And you got liquid displacement, earthquakes, you know, who knows? Volcanoes, Le this stuff, leave it alone. You know, Mother Nature, just leave it alone. It took millions of years to get to where it's at. She doesn't need any help. Um, I think they have the jump start. The government has a jump start on it. But I don't think they've got it any more figured out than 
than anybody else, including us. We, we may have a little bit more of an understanding than they do. Who knows? But like I said, I, I think they've been here since the beginning of time. And I believe that humanity has gone up and down, up and down. We're I, at the top of our game. Oh, we lost it. And I, I think, you know, governments are the same way. You know, they have a certain amount of time that they're at the top of their game and they put all their resources into studying the phenomenon. And they're still interested in what in a, a regular normal experiencer, you know, in, in, in the Bay Area has, has to say about what he experienced because they don't know any more than us. Well, I agree with you. I definitely agree that we, you know, we could do a whole, a whole show on just that, you know, the, the, in, the influx and outflux of the of human existence. This is not the first time we've been on the cusp of destruction. Right. Um, and, you know, we create we excel and then we 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 give we let it go and so the the goal is to to learn um and do better you know um when i was young they used to call it an abductee and now they call it an experiencer and i like that because it's like it's an experience right yeah, right it's it's and for some people i'm not being abducted um i'm i'm having an experience and what that does is it does take away the negative connotation right uh, lose because, that energy because yeah. that creates an energy like you said i was abducted you think of abducted you're like kidnapped. i was kidnapped. abducted, I was I, abducted. Know, yep, yeah yeah yep. i was kidnapped against my will against my will and um you know in a in a in a perfect world one would think that we could get honest communication from our our leaders um that um you know our our politicians would say hey this is really happening you know when the president goes into office he gets access to the documents and hey dudes this is really happening and even the the beings themselves could just land and introduce themselves and have you know the conversation but as a society if i was out there um engaging I wouldn't land on the, the 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 lawn of the White House or the Kremlin because we're kind of scary. Um, yeah. We we are we going to receive them with love or are we going to shoot at them like they did, like they did Klaatu in the day the Earth stood still right? Oh, right? What are we going to do if yeah. these guys decide to? Which which is one of the reasons I believe that they're doing it the way that they do it because they don't want to engage with us. No. Yet, because oh, well, they're not ready. Yeah. They're, not, they're not ready. We're yeah. not ready. But in the meantime, they have plenty of work to do with 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 all these. You know, they're they're picking up people. You know, there's 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 more people out there that have been abducted than than we believe. You know, and, there's, there's a and it's visual. People have cameras and stuff now. You see more evidence now than you used to see. Yeah, I still believe that uh, if they don't want to be filmed, they they won't be. Um, I think, you know, we're going to start seeing a lot more evidence because of two things, because everyone's got a phone and because we may be ready to to have these. these, I believe uh, I believe we're very close. I think we deserve a little a little evidence. You know, I believe it's only a matter of time here when we're going to have that scene in the old sci fi movies where the ship comes down and lands on the lawn yeah and they know our intentions you know the, 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 and things like that you know um 
they know everything about you right there. They read you. They read your feelings, uh, your emotions, everything. They understand if you're a threat to them. They know this stuff. There's no hiding anything from them. If you have an alter uh, motive, uh, you, you know, hey, I just want some evidence so I could become rich. Like, well, what's that going to do for anybody? You know, we, we're looking for for helping people. I mean, helping yes. people, really helping people. We need help. I need help. Um, I'm offering help, and and I still have a lot of of help and work to do on myself, of course. Um, but I, it doesn't stop me and prevent me from from reaching out and helping someone that just realized. Wow, like me two years ago, holy cow, this is real. How could I have doubted myself and wasted all these years of wondering if, what do you mean if, what do you want, Mike? The sky opened up for you back in 1985. The, 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 the saucer was directly above you, about 100, 150 feet. It, you know, what more do you want? And here I am, you know, 49 years old and they gave me something else. They gave me another gift, you know. Um, it, it, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? do, you do? I still got to go to work. You got to process gotta... it. You got to process it the way that you are able to process it. Sometimes yeah. we're not we're not ready. And you know what I when I work with people to help them heal, one of the things I point to is, you know, when Jesus did all the great works he had to go in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and release all his stuff you know and we have tales of what happened but we don't know what really happened in his experience to release all his stuff so that he could help people and we come to our own um conclusion in our own time through our own process whatever that means so, you know, maybe 30 years ago, you weren't ready and now you are because yeah. you can handle it and you've got the maturity and the focus that you need. It comes to us when it comes to us. So right. it's not about beating yourself up because you didn't get it over there. It's about celebrating that you get it now. Absolutely. Right. Yes. It's beautifully said. Thank you so much. Oh, it's, you're welcome. Because I, I listen. You listen to everything I say. I, do. I, I, love I have it. to because I care about you. And the thing is, the things that you're saying are so profound and when it comes to this specific area. This is not my paranormal area. I am the medium ghost gal. That's my paranormal area. So I really listen to what you have to say about this because you're a representative of a population of people. And there's a lot of people out there having this experience. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, I'm very honest. I tell people all the time, I don't remember having this experience, but I've woken up in the morning with weird marks and weird things. And I had a friend of mine was like, that's a tag. And like, you just got tagged. We, we, if we don't have people to talk to, we can't talk through this stuff. Right. And right. we don't talk through this stuff. We don't know what's happening. But the biggest thing is you didn't do anything wrong. It's no different than somebody being sat down. I'm going to say it again. I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but if somebody had a memory of a childhood trauma and they blocked it out and they sat down and somebody worked with them, it's the same concept of trauma. Before you can accept it, you got to go through the process of like, my God, did that really happen? Think about it. No matter how cool the event was, there's a part of you that's like, what? 
And why don't I remember what that? So it's like you got to work <laughs> through that. Yeah, and that's part of that's part of your humanity, and that's I that tell you, you. give yourself that space, right? Yes, I I tell you, if they hadn't put me back in the wrong spot, I'd probably still be sitting here today, talking, you know, one talking and wondering about this this experience that I had. You know, was it just a UFO sighting or not? You know, thankfully they have a a thing called Murphy's Law too, I believe, you know, they make mistakes. Maybe they're not mistakes. I already know what you're thinking, Angel, is maybe I'd they're- I say nothing. I say nothing. Well, you know, like in the <laughs> Betty and Barney Hill case, you know, they they were studying some items uh, after their experience. Um, one of them was Betty's dress. It had some pink substance on it. There was a zipper broken. Um Barney noticed that his binoculars, the uh, leather strap was broken. He does not remember. Uh, and that would have taken quite a bit of force to break a leather strap, and he would have remembered that. Um, you know, they were studying their car. Their their car had these, like, circular little spots all over the, 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 the hood or, or the back of the vehicle. They And, and they took their little... Uh, compass and anytime this compass got close to anything anywhere close to the car it, it started spinning and they pull the compass out out away from the car and then it would go back to it so that car and the occupants of that car had definitely gone through something gone through something yes. for sure and i think that the going theory that anybody who who knows anything about this science or otherwise or or um pseudoscience it all accept that the the hills went through something. They all accept that. Everybody's like, well, they did something happen to them. So you know, it, it, it's such a profound case that's got so much evidence, that's got so much um, just dramatic stuff, and just the, the, all the elements of this specific incident is so loud and dramatic and powerful. It, it's it is literally the area 51 of of the abduction abductions story. for sure and um and it happened so long ago just like area 51 it's like how is it that that's the only time that we could see that there was a crash landed you know <laughs> yeah i know a lot of a lot of people think you know ufo started at roswell that's what start you know what i mean it's like you don't oh, tell right. me that especially me that i mean no. i i i believe they they've been coming down for well, I think Never. ancient aliens has 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 opened up people's eyes. Yes. To consider they've been around much longer than you know the air the Area 51 lore. They've been around to um, influence our society for a long, long time. You know, from how the heck did the Egyptians make those pyramids? Because yeah. I'm standing on both sides of it. I'm like, well, there was a whole lot of them. They just lifted a bunch of rocks back and forth. But then it's like, there's a lot going on there with the with the dimensions. and Yeah, you can the, spend a lifetime trying to figure out how they built how did that. How they do all that stuff without some kind of interaction for some, yeah. some knowledge beyond what they had. Right. Right. Yeah. These, these are, these are built on, on special energy lines, you know, of, of the earth and yeah. And They're finding they new still... pyramids under the ice, under yes, they are. grassy mountains. You know, that's not a mountain. Look at that. You know, it's like, wow, China, oh, Antarctica. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to get all kinds of stuff unveiled this year and then 2023, 2024. So we're going to, we're going to see if it all, if it all comes true. Oh my goodness. Angel looks at the clock. I know 
shoot me, I'm looking at the clock. Um, this was a lot of fun. And uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. We're looking forward. I don't, I'm looking forward to doing more of this where you, you can tune in and have a couple of hours of different things. And so um, if you didn't get a chance to hear, go back and listen. Um, what, what are we doing? So Mike's got his show now. What are you, what are you doing on your show, Mike? I've got memoirs of an experiencer. That's what I'm working on. Um, it's, it's a journey into the adventures of my paranormal experiences with UFOs slash angelic beings. So uh, there's quite a contrast there in ufology between spiritualism, religion, UFOs, aliens, demons, whatever they're called, many things. Um, and I'm here to just say, to, to share my personal experience and what I've come to learn of the phenomenon and just 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 to, just to be there for me on this whole adventure of, of putting these pieces together because it's really only happened you know really the last two years before that I was in and out of the social programming it was just much easier to just go with the flow and 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 not uh you know, be so edgy with 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 what I know had happened to me. I don't know how I could put this type of thing in, in the back seat and just keep driving for so long. But like you said, it was meant to be. You know, I wasn't ready. Um, and and experiencers in general, they, they they don't just go around you know experiencing UFOs and ghosts. For some reason, experiencers have a lot on their plate in in life in general, and. Uh, I, I, I've definitely ha had that myself, you know, um, yeah. and I think it's it's part of the experience and you'll hear more of that in my show. You know, you're going to hear you're going to get to know me more. You're going to understand the world that I actually lived in before I experienced these things while I was experiencing these things, what I thought these things were at the time and what I've grown to know. Come to find out what they are now you know, through the commonalities of other experiencers. So that's going to be really cool for everybody to listen to. And then um, I'll be presenting stories of the paranormal. So one of the things that um, I thought would be really cool was just to tell stories, not talk about it, not give theory, but just to go through the many, many stories. And there are many stories of the paranormal. Like uh, you can go all the way back to Houdini and his work with mediums. You could you could talk about all kinds of stuff. And so I'm going to be fishing to find stories. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. Um, and you're welcome to tap me and say, hey, I'd like to hear about this because I'm very fascinated by just the many, many stories. Some of them we all know about, but there's some stuff people don't know about. That's just happening all over the place. Yeah, so, because it hasn't made the movies or TV. Nobody made the movies. This is old school and yeah. old school works. This is sitting yeah. down in front of the hot hot cocoa and in, in the fireplace and speaking and, of hot cocoa. Uh -huh. Let's see that mug again, man. Oh, 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 this ugly mug. Oh no, this mug. <laughs> Gotta get you a paranormal Friday mug. Uh, mine's on its way. It's taking mine longer. They like, they clearly like Mike better than they like me because I'm still waiting yeah. for Mike to get here in the mail. Um, what did you, you said? Uh, everything tastes better in that mug. Everything seems to taste just a little bit better in there. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we asked for your support. We hope that you're enjoying the show, but you go there. You'll see the link in the description. We can go pick up some Param Paranormal Friday gear. 
so that you can sit and chill with us. Like Mike said, sit back, pour yourself a hot cup of cocoa, and let's sit back and chat. Yeah, always a pleasure to be here with you on Friday night. And I hope that you have a fabulous Friday the 13th, Mike. I hope you do too. (laughs) Thank you for your quality time. Thank you. It's always fun, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everybody.